I'm not convinced that this is the case for everybody. And certainly I would suggest, let me rephrase that, certainly I would assert to myself, more so than anybody else, that this is a blessing from God. But I can truly say that I consider my wife a genuine friend. I can truly say I consider my son, adult son who's in his 30s, a genuine friend. I can truly say I consider my daughter a genuine friend. One of the ways that those things get marked is um, I co-author uh, uh, presentations and papers with my daughter and I'm working on one with my son and my daughter. Um, I do outdoor activities with my son and with my son-in-law, my, my daughter's husband, of course. And with my wife, we've walked the Camino de Santiago. And, um, and that whole way, we seem to get along quite well and enjoy one another's company. I want to present to you a brief outline of what friendship is and how important it ought to be to Christianity and how threatened it is at the end of modernity. Friendship is not the same thing as a political association, as an economic contract, as, uh, as a set of obligations that arise out of kinship. It's not the same thing as ethnic identifications. It's not even the same thing as a religious community per se, although it should be a marker for Christian religious communities. Friendship may appear in conjunction with those other relationships, but it's not the same thing. Friendship always entails genuine affection. It always entails the enjoyment of the other's company. And it always entails a sense of obligation to that person. Um, the concern with friendship has gone on as long as we've had philosophical and theological discussions. In fact, in Nicomachean Ethics, uh, it may be an insertion from one of his other works, or it may have been put in directly by Aristotle, but Aristotle puts in to that document, into that work, a substantial section on friendship. And he divides friendship by, for lack of a better word, the motivations to friendship. Some friendships, he says, are based primarily on the pleasure of the other's company. It could be a physical beauty the person has. It could be personality traits. Such friendships come and go as the pleasures themselves come and go because one's taste changes or because the person that has that trait loses that trait or it becomes diminished or, or modified in some way. He also talks about friendships of utility. I'm not sure that's the best word to use for our purposes. I think we might want to say instrumentality. And they can be friendships in a certain way. One can enjoy them. One can enjoy being with the person that is treated primarily instrumentally. But those are friendships that are formed maybe at work while you're working on a common project or, or a, a friendship that arises because you live next to someone and you're working together to get a water line put down the road or, or have the city uh, do a better job maintaining the pavement. So we have friendships in the case of pleasure, pleasure of attraction, and friendships of utility or what I would prefer to call instrumentality. But then there's a third kind of friendship that Aristotle considers, and those are friendships of goodness. And those are based not on personality. There's a distinction here, I think, that's important. Uh, personality is not the same thing as character. 
If I can just go off on, make a side comment for a moment. Um, in Christianity, when someone is converted, their personality doesn't change. Their character changes. Their values, how they will shape their life, but not their, their personality traits. And it's character that uh, serves as the foundation for a truly good friendship. So a good friendship, let me rephrase that, a friendship based on goodness is one that depends upon the character of the other. It's much closer to what in Christianity we call a covenantal relationship, but it's a relationship that is truly enjoyed. Maybe that's what Christian, a good Christian friendship is. It is a covenantal bond that is genuinely enjoyed. So there are senses of obligation. There are senses of duty and even a sense of instrumentality, but those are subsumed under a concern for the well-being of the other and the trust that the other's concerned for one's own well-being. That is certainly the situation that I experience in my relationship to my wife, my relationship to my children, and hopefully they do in a reciprocal way. Now, all of our relationships are not friendship relationships. Uh, let me explain what a friend is so we'll understand better how friendship is being changed as we enter into postmodernity. If one did a chart with an x-axis and a y-axis of, of familiarity and attraction, a friend is somebody with whom one is both familiar and to whom one is positively attracted. One could have relatively negative feelings about somebody they knew well, and that would be an enemy. If somebody doesn't know somebody well, but doesn't have any negative feelings for them per se, we might say that person's a sojourner uh, with feelings of, uh, or obligations of, of politeness and, and civility. And then there's another category where one doesn't know somebody and has no positive feelings toward that person, and we could call that person a stranger. In postmodernity, we are increasingly moving toward seeing all people as strangers. And we'll discuss that in the next presentation.